Publicist, the man, the myth, the legend, Kung Pao Chicken herself is here. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me today. So excited to speak to you. I speak to you every day because you are my best friend, but so excited to finally be able to launch this podcast with you. So before we go into everything, yo. We go back to what, like 2016, 2017? When I first got here to Miami, back, like, yeah, we go back to like 20, it was not 2015, but it was definitely 2016 when we both interned together. We're baby interns, now we're full-blown executives on the rise. Yeah. Um, Where have you interned, like in terms of like PR, like where have you interned? So I have interned at Navarre's PR, which is a Latin entertainment um, social media PR firm. I interned in uh, boardroom PR. They're more like on the legal hospitality side. Then I went to Harrison and Schriftman, which they're big and they're huge on press. Um, They're huge on garnering big press and they also have a very, very big list of clients. And then my latest one was IHC, Iman Hassan Creative. Oh, so what types of uh, clients did you work with? Was it like more entertainment, hospitality, like what? For for all the firms or for a specific one? For all your firms, like what was it? Well, the thing about me is that I wanted to create a very diverse portfolio for myself because what's happening and it's something that we're seeing now with the COVID pandemic. We have seen that some industries have maintained, while we have seen some that are com- that completely went bankrupt within the week of the COVID. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to create a diverse portfolio where I had a range diverse of experience on all aspects. I mainly started out my career in fashion, entertainment, lifestyle. So anything from like local fresh fashion brands to extreme huge brands that we all know of. Um, and on the entertainment sector, it was the same thing. It was working with huge, huge artists that we all know of. In boardroom PR, I wet my feet a little bit more on the legal aspect of things, on the financial aspect of things. So I learned a lot more about like, basically emergency type of PR, crisis communication more than anything, which is what we're seeing today with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And then my most recent venture with IHC was back into lifestyle. So local hotels in Miami Beach, fashion brands, and restaurants and hospitality. So did you always know you wanted to go into PR? Or like, was the move from fashion to come into it automatically? Like, how did that come about? I went into PR because my initial career was finance. But your girl cannot do math. Not she even can get a She knows but what yes. office. But I I I mean I always loved the financial world and to me it always intrigued me. But when I sat down and when I reviewed 
the curriculum, I was just like, this is not for me. And I also came to discover that since I was a teenager, I always had this notebook that I still have today where I would write. I would sit down and write these creative, passionate stories that I found that notebook frustrated one of those college nights because I couldn't pick a major. And I was already due to transfer from like my two year curriculum into begin my actual major classes. And I couldn't decide and I went and I spoke to every counselor. I spoke to all of my family members who they were able to guide me to just make one decision. And I eventually picked PR. I love it. It's what I've dedicated the past four years of my life to. Um, and I, you know, I look forward to keep growing in it, but it wasn't like I knew that I was going to study PR mm -hmm. when I was in high school, because back in the day, PR was not defined. No one knew what PR was. I feel that PR has revolutionized throughout the years. But back when I was in high school, I didn't even know what PR was until I took PR 101 and I'm like, okay, this might be something I want to do. But it came in like that. But I always, I always, ever since I was a little girl, I was always inclined to the arts. I was always painting or writing or, you know, I would, I, I would find myself listening to artistic documentaries and expressive art and, you know, going to Wynwood just to see the art. Come on, Wynwood Walls, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> the Wynwood Walls, more than usual. So I was always inclined into photography, the artist side. I just, it was so difficult for me to pinpoint like one specific career. Mm -hmm. So then throughout, that's where my, my passion for fashion grew. <laughs> <laughs> fashion for fashion. Because I found myself, since I had tried all of these artistic ventures, but I was, I felt that you don't necessarily have to be quote unquote good in one but you do have to feel that you belong in one. I never felt like I belonged in photography. I never felt like I belonged in art. I only felt like I was able to truly express my creative self when I got dressed. Oh. When I put on like, you know, the combat boots and the broken jeans and the leather <laughs> jacket. And then the next day I was like, my mood is sophisticated. So today I'm wearing the leather leggings and I'm wearing like the pointy leather shoes and then I want to wear this. Fashion brought that like expression to me. Mm -hmm. So I just mixed both. <laughs> do you PR have, and fashion. Did you have any like favorite, do you have any like favorite influencers or like fashion icons that you like looked up to? Back in the day? Yeah, back in the day and like today if you have a mix. Back in the day, you know, my, 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 like, favorite influencer of all time is Hannah Bronfman, but she's not very fashion-oriented. What I love about her is her, like, that she's so diverse, that she mixes fashion and health, and then out of nowhere you see her, like, in a car posing, like, and you're like, oh my god, what's going on here? <laughs> but fashion, fashion influencers, like, a favorite, favorite of one? I don't really have one. Is that bad? I'm trying to think. Do I have one? I don't have one. Do I like? I can't even. I can't. I feel. I feel like I always like. I like looking at like Givenchy and like the different creative directors. Like I like their accounts. Exactly. Like, I mean, a creative director that I'm obsessed with is Maria DeGrazia from Dior. Oh, and that oh, lady. 
uh, what's his name? Uh, the one for Givenchy. Uh, I like can't. Dang, I can't think of his name, but like he's really good. Um, who else? Virgil of uh, Louis Vuitton. Uh, he's Virgil Abloh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's so good. And, I, but that's the thing. I don't like. To me, picking an outfit and taking a picture. It's like, what are you doing? How are you changing? Which is what Maria Di Grazia is doing with Dior. She completely changed the whole aspect of being a woman. She completely changed Dior from being this couture brand to you can just wear jeans and a shirt that says feminist. Mm-hmm. And that's still brand. She completely, like, she completely, you know, changed that. And that's that, that's one of the things. Those are the kind of things that call my attention. Big ideas. You know, let's, let's break barriers. Let's come together and let's really put our minds to think above and beyond and not just be that brand that has that banner or that ad in a highway or wherever. Like, let's come stronger. Let's come in with things that are really gonna disrupt the market. That's what calls my attention. Yeah, like um, whenever Louis Vuitton did that collab with Supreme, I feel like that <clears throat> completely changed the landscape. Exactly. And it does. Because you're merging two brands that you never thought would merge together because the markets are so different. But at the same time, you can create something so big with it. And to me, that's really, that's impact. And that's where I'm always looking at. And that's what I'm always like looking to do for myself as well. And then, um, so who are some of are there any like do you have any like favorite like covers editorials like i'm a huge editorial person like do you have any like favorite editorials that have happened like i still think the um, one of the biggest ones i think that was really cool was the one when kim kanye and north did vogue back in 2014 how everybody was like anna wintour's ruining vogue she put those little influencers in this little reality tv star she like, definitely did not ruin both <laughs> like she no like the fact that people were literally writing letters saying that if she does this one more time i'm canceling my subscription i'm not gonna like subscribe to a magazine with that and i that's why i love like a lot of these magazine publications have kind of changed the landscape where people are now able to see themselves in like magazines and uh like yeah in like pop culture now like it's not just like a certain type like you can be like any influencer like any person on the corner they can be like whatever i agree and i think the biggest mission of a magazine is also to launch real stories yeah you know to launch real captivating lives so if you're always going to do that with an artist if you're always going to do that with someone that has that always has the opportunity to speak because celebrities you know we, we we do know not all the time but mostly they're somewhere giving their point of view. And if you for one second step aside and give that point of view to someone else who probably hasn't been a celebrity all her life and just made it, I can guarantee you that maybe that story might make your magazine because it's a real story. It's something that's different. It's something that people are looking to satisfy their emotional needs with. Yeah, like, I know that's why I stopped reading a lot of them, because I felt like they were getting too just not realistic. And I feel like with a lot of the new, um, like, Will Welch at GQ and a few other ones that have, like, taken over magazines, like, they've really kind of expanded it where everybody can see themselves in it. 
uh, in a way where it doesn't make it seem like it's unrealistic. And so, exactly. But I really like how they've done that. I agree. But speaking of influencers, you're an influencer. Tell us about what you influence and what you do. So I am a fashion disabled blogger. Uh, you know this story a thousand times, but at the age of five, I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy is a movement disorder that affects your thinking movement. So that obviously relates to your walking. Um, I was affected on the motor cortex region of my brain, which is the part that controls your motor skills. So that's anything that has to do with what that also depends on what part of your brain is affected. If it's like your lower extremities, then it's gonna be your legs. And then if it's gonna be your upper extremities, it's gonna be anything from your torso up to your arms. I was affected in my lower extremities, so it obviously affects my walking. Now, CP doesn't just affect your walking, it also <laughs> throws in little spasms whenever it feels like it. So I also suffer from spasticity, which is the uncontrollable spasms, like uncontrollable spasms or any sort of tension in my muscles. So what I do is I advocate for disabled rights, not only disabled rights, but I'm also, I use my platform as a way to share my story with others. I use my platform also to introduce my fashion sense with the world because I also struggle to get dressed because a lot of the clothing is not accessible. Now by accessible, I mean that, okay, so we know I have sort of a movement impairment. So that might mean that I can't stand on one leg while I pull up my pants. So that means that I have to sit and regular jeans sometimes make it extremely hard for me because I'm only gonna wear skinny jeans because a girl has to look good. <laughs> it might make it, it, might, it makes it hard for me to slip them all the way up. So I have to do that seated. But simple things like putting on a shirt, just by lifting my arms up, I already lose my balance. And, I'm, and I usually sort of trip sometimes and almost fall with simple things like putting on my shorts, my shirts. Um, so I advocate for disabled rights, but I blend, what I like about my platform is that I talk about so many things. You know, it's not just disabled, but it's also emotional. And I get really, really real when I share my stories with my followers because your story is not mine. My story is not yours, but it's not about the story. It's about the fact that we've all felt the same at some point with a similar story. It's not what we go through. What makes us connect is what it's how we feel. Because you're you're dealing with a loss, you know, somehow. But I've been dealing with my loss that I lost my ability to run a long time ago. But I don't necessarily have to be dealing with your same loss to relate. So I use a lot of that to connect with people. And then, you know, I blend in a lot of like accessibility rights, like disabled parking spots and why sometimes people without permits park there. That pisses me off a lot <laughs> because if you don't need it, don't park in my spot. <laughs> but simple things like blocking a ramp, like construction workers blocking a ramp in the street. So does that mean that I have to walk on the street until I find another ramp? 
like that shouldn't be done when I already have a physical impairment where I might get ran over because for whatever reason. So um, a lot of accessibility rights, a lot of disabled rights. I always come up with like flashy, flashy outfits because I express myself through fashion. And then a lot of it is also talking about daily things like how are we doing? How are we feeling? Basic blogger stuff. I also mix a lot of beauty stuff. I love the beauty industry. I love skincare, but mostly my platform is just a real platform trying to reach people who need me or who need my story somehow to help them. And I feel like that's a trend a lot of influencers are now doing. So it used to be, like you said, like just like taking a picture in front of like whatever with an outfit and I feel like a lot of them now are trying to relate some sort of story like I feel like that's when you really connect with people like anybody can put on like a t-shirt and be like oh, way back Wednesday but like if you're like talking about like oh I struggled with an eating disorder for like four years where I never was able to like see myself like that's when you really connect with people and you're really relating to your content instead of just like posting just a post or like showing your product on your story just to like make a check. I agree a thousand percent with that because you know you can only like share so much you can only speak so much about fashion or about your your OOTD or you know the new collection that's coming out you can do that I, I have no judgment against bloggers or influencers that still do that but how real are you mm -hmm. and this is just speaking about truth like if I were to get up there every day and be like, oh my God, OOTD, oh my God, YouTube, look at this. I don't feel like I am paying my dues. <laughs> like as easy as that sounds, like if I don't have no contribution to help you, I'm doing my job wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm failing because I have a social responsibility with the world to share my story because I need to create awareness about these issues. I need to advocate about what I go through to relate somehow. And then after I relate, I go into, you know, look, look at the beautiful dress I got or look at how accessible and glowy this dress is. I always make my story relate somehow to make sure my awareness message gets to you. Now, if I do that, if, if, if I don't do that, I'm failing at life and that's just what I feel some people don't feel that and that's fine no judgment but I'm only speaking for myself and for the social responsibility that I have with the world and do you have do you have any, uh, any like accounts any people in mind that you feel like uh, whenever they're doing their contours showing their stuff that they're putting towards a message versus like just um, like talking about like oh these the new Balenciaga shoes I got like do you have any like in mind who you like to go to like it can be a brand too yeah so Chelsea Hill she's a huge huge disabled influencer she's been she's a victim of spinal cord injury which means that she was in a car accident which paralyzed her spine your spine is what connects the signal of your brain to formally execute it so that you can have the movement. Now the difference from her to me is that mine was a brain injury caused from a malpraxy in a surgery. Her difference is that her spine was cracked in that accident. 
also when we talk about brain and spine, if we're talking about spine completely, your lower extremity is not going to have any movement for the rest of your life. If we're talking about, about brain, you have some sort of limited mobility, but it's not, my case was not 100%. There are some cases where you are a complete quadriplegic, but she does a great job with getting out there. She used to be a dancer and now she dances on wheels, which is like she dances in her wheelchair. Mm -hmm. So she does a great job in advocating for for her crew because there, there, there are millions of people who suffer from spinal cord injury. So I feel that she does a great job at advocating, but she also collaborates with Tommy Hilfiger and um, Sephora. You know, so she does a great job in relating her story with the brands. She and does an amazing job. Do you have any favorite brands that like you've gotten to work with or wish to work with? I was freaked when I received a reply from Glossier. What? I launched my platform in like three weeks and I was like, whatever. I'm going to send it. They're never going to answer me. I'm going to send it. So whatever, I sent the email. And I didn't receive a reply for like three weeks. Mind you, if you don't receive a reply in two weeks, you're like, they didn't care. <laughs> and then I receive a reply and they were like, we love, love, love your story. You know, at the moment, we have no campaigns that relate. So they, they got the message with my pitch. Mm -hmm. They said, at the moment, we have no campaigns that relate to you, but we'd love to send you some products, and it went on from there. No. But Glossier was a huge, huge, huge one, because Glossier was huge, and then another brand, I worked with Patty and Ricky, Patty and Ricky, they are a disabled, uh, an accessible clothing line for people with disabilities. So I've worked with them as well because I, all my pictures have my cane. I walk with a cane because I need assistance to, for balance, etc. So then all my pic, every month I receive a cane and I label it as cane of the month on my Instagram when I do the unboxing and everything. Patty and Ricky have like the most insane canes. Like they have like rainbow canes and unicorn canes and pink canes. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's so cool. I'm in love. So I've collaborated with them a lot. Um, other brands that I have loved to work with is Otaima and Serpa. She is a Venezuelan designer and I had the opportunity to attend a warm Last year, AWOM is an organization that helps girls who have lost someone important in their life. They serve as a community of outreach and support for young girls who have lost someone to then come in and give them all the emotional and psychological help that they need. They had their gala, I believe it was in November, and Otaima and Serpa designed me my own dress. Like, an, like an, an accessible dress with like openings in the hips so, so that I can walk with like, you know, because some dresses for me, some gala dresses, you know, they're like super tight and they like 
smother you. <laughs> so they do. So she designed me like my my own accessible dress, and it was like open in the waist and open in the hips, so that I would walk with like my perfect strides. Yeah, that was huge. So dope. And then recently for Cerebral Palsy Week, I had the opportunity to work with Is Adaptive, which they are also an adaptive clothing line. And in my recent post, I wrote about that I love to wear leggings. Like I am your basic leather girl. <laughs> like anything that has leather, I want it. <laughs> I do. I, I love leather, and it fits. It fits everybody so well. So, um, yeah, I collaborated with them with some leather faux leggings, and they just their fit was beautiful. And I did not struggle to get on them at all. Like it was like, and I was like, no, this is accessible. Yeah. So, I would say those are like my top friends. Do you have any like? people that you want to collaborate with like uh it doesn't have to be an influencer it can be like anybody like anybody in like the future that you want that you wish to like collaborate with like moving forward with like your blog and stuff i would want to collaborate with tommy Hilfiger because they do have an accessible fashion line they do have a specific fashion line that they made for the disabled and i think that's huge for them because i've seen very small I've seen a very small amount of big brands like Tommy Hilfiger stick out with the message that needs to be heard. It hasn't been a lot of brands that have been out in the market for so long that have heard a very minor part of the market because disabled serves as a minority in the market. So it hasn't been a lot of brands and a lot of big brands like Tommy who actually hear us and do something about it. Brands will hear us, they'll be like, yeah, we might do something for you. Yeah, yeah, fall 2021. But it's a very small amount of brands who actually get up and design a completely accessible line just for us. So they're, they're on the list. <laughs> But you mentioned something earlier about like reaching out to so how can you tell us like how you write the perfect DM pitch for anybody who wants to like collaborate with um like I'm trying to get sponsored by a few people so I need these tips. <laughs> so the perfect DM pitch I would say is a simple hi, how are you? Hope you're well. And especially right now during COVID, you know, a lot of it is hi, how are you? hope you and your loved ones are well. Um, and then you come in and you're like, just wanted to do a quick intro about myself. My name is Paula. I am a fashion disabled blogger. My purpose is to inspire and to create awareness for a very minor reach that does not know about my disability. I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at the age of five, um, left me with some minor and limited mobility. I use my cane as my endorsement basically and I would love to you know work with you guys I saw you guys launch a couple of bathing suits or I saw you guys launch these new pants would love to try them on in my next shoot would love to wear them and mention how accessible they are how comfortable they are you always have to create your story you always have to relate your story with the brand 
Okay, so it's kind of like a branding, brand alignment, like why brand. you would be like the next ambassador for Exactly. Okay. So then after that, after explaining a little bit about yourself and your mission, you say something like, would love to connect, would love to get in contact with your PR. If you can please give me the specific contact so that we can be in touch. Uh, warm regards, pal. Okay. That's basically how I do it. But on the first DM, it's always like, hey, hope you're well. You know, this is my name, so-and-so. This is my story. Would love to work with you. If you can please direct me to the proper PR contact. In the second message, so now when you go to your actual emailing pitch, is mm -hmm. where you add all the first stuff I mentioned. You know, a uh, further depth of your story, what your mission is, but more and more in detail and how you can work with the brand. Mm -hmm. That's where you actually go in with like how you guys can work together. Yeah, kind of like what you can do for them, not like what they can do for you. Exactly. Like, so if you're listening away travel, let's connect because I'm traveling soon and I need an endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> not like that, I never mentioned that. <laughs> But, you know, you have to keep it very real and you have to understand that these people are also real people. So you being all strict and firm and like, hi, hope you're well, my name is Bao and, you know, would love to connect with you. If you can please give me, there's no real there. Yeah. You know, you have to be like, hey, hope you and your loved ones are doing well at this time. Um, you know, this is my name, this is my story. I connect with your brand because we relate in this. I would love to work with you if you can please direct me to your proper contact or an email where I, that I can reach out to. And then I guess for my last question would be, do you have any advice for anybody who like wants to get into the um, influencer blogging space? Like, is there something particular they should be doing like right now or like first? Are there any like books they should be reading or like? What I, feel, I feel that your first thing is to find your niche, like find what you really want to do and find your calling. <clears throat> because the blogging world is saturated. Everybody is doing something for something different and for the same thing at the same time. So if you don't find something that makes you stand out, it's gonna be very difficult for you to hit the market because we already have that old wave of bloggers that came in and made it successful. We already have those girls at the Hannah Bronfman. You know, we, we already have those girls that are at the top. If you don't have something different about your story, it's gonna be very difficult for you to get out there and it's not only something difficult it's not only something different about your story it can be something different that you create whether it's 3d photography whether it's you on photoshop sitting and creating these vivid images whether it's you coming up with some sort of hobby that you love and finding a way to tell the story differently that's what creates an appealing way to get you out so my advice to anybody that's starting out is sit down with a pen and paper, write what you want to do. So either if it's fashion, hospitality, um, photography, traveling, whatever it is that you want to do, but find ways to do it differently. 
because people are getting sick and tired of going online and seeing the same thing. And brands are noticing that. Brands are noticing that the same typical blogger as how she works for a lot of campaigns, they're also looking to come in with a different blend and mix things up. Mm -hmm. So sit down with your paper and your pen, plan out your career a little bit, you know, tell yourself, this is what I like, but how can I be different? How can I create something different in this world? If you don't have that, forget about it. <laughs> not necessarily, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And then start with a simple shoot. Get, a, get, get your friends to do a simple shoot for you. I mean, Miami has top places to shoot everywhere. But start, dress yourself up with the best clothes you have in your closet and go shoot. And then after you post that first shoot, then contact friends. Yeah, and then also like tag them. Like if you're taking a picture in Billy Bob Billy's like finest <laughs> uh, jeans, I agree. Like, I agree. Billy Bob Billy, just tag them. <laughs> I agree. I've had a lot of brands who who they're not the ones that I'm endorsing on the post. But when I'm done endorsing that brand that did pay me or whatever, and when I'm posting another picture, a similar picture to that one that I took the same day, I tag all the brands. Mm -hmm. I want these brands to know who I am. If you don't do it that way, if you don't give yourself that exposure, gonna be tough <laughs> gonna be very tough <laughs> but thank you so much for talking to us today thank you so much for having me i know we're gonna go offline and keep talking some more you know just us top secret but <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much i hope we get to do this again it was fun and i hope that my tips and what we spoke about served someone that needed it or just inform someone of something new and where can people follow you like what's your handle you can follow me at pauzo so that's p-a-u-u-z-z-o on instagram what, what? thank you <laughs> <laughs>